Oh yeah, it's not Saturday. It's not. It's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. Third Thursday. It's Thursday. Oh, because did you know that this? Yeah. Well, did you know that this day was named after Thor? No, I did not know that. That's true. Is it? Yeah, that's a fact. You can look that up. I mean, I believe you. I'm glad that, that you. That makes the most sense, actually. I'm glad that you have established that level of trust in me. That no matter what comes out of my mouth. You can believe that is the truth. Oh yeah, you're like a Fox News viewer. <laughs> Just anything that I say, you'll believe. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Coming to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Yeah, you heard that right. It's Thursday. Thursday. And that's because you're not going to be here on Saturday. I won't be here. No, I won't be here. Where are you going? I'm going to a wedding. A wedding? Yeah, I'm going to be in it. You're going to be in it? I'm going to be in the wedding. Where's it at? It's in Austin. Who's getting married? Uh, Actually, uh, Ben. Um, He was a fan of the show. Fan of the show. Listener. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. Fought. Friend of the Foth. Foth. Friend of the Fots. Friend of the show. Thoughts. Thoughts. It's like tots. Or thoughts. Or tots. Or socks. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work either. Uh, Ben's getting married to who? Uh, his longtime girlfriend, Elise. Also listen, to, also listen to the show. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you were invited. I was invited. And uh, I, was, I was not invited. I mean, that's how that goes. Even though they're listeners of the show, fans I mean, of the they, show. I mean, they know me before the show, though. Like, it's not... Okay. I don't I don't. That doesn't that doesn't check out. Like they're fans of the show, right? Yeah, they're fans of the show. So I should have gotten at least an extension of an invitation, mm-hmm. right? I don't think that, that works. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wasn't going to go. I mean, yeah, but that's still no. I'm but I would at least like an invitation, right? But no, like that's not how it goes. Like, I think that is how it goes. Uh, no, I think the moment you become a fan of someone, you should immediately invite them to all family gatherings. That sounds a little bit psychotic. Does it? Yeah, I can't. I can't just invite. Maybe in your world, I can't watch one to everything I got going on. I'm a fan of his. That sounds pretty crazy. But if you I, don't invite him to everything you got going on, Akeem Olajuwon never shows up. Yeah, but it's like. But all, imagine that one time he does. Think about how magical that moment's going to be. Think about how much magic I could bring to a wedding if I were invited. I think that I just I, show up. I'm wearing a suit or maybe even a tuxedo if I'm feeling extra fancy. You know, I'm the life of the party. Everyone's like, "Whoa, who's that guy over there?" And they'd be like, "Oh, he's he's just some he's some big time podcaster. I don't know. I think I think they're fans of the sh- of his show." And I walk in there and I'm taking pictures. Big and I'm, time podcaster. Yeah, uh, I think you need to take a look at our numbers, dude. We are, whew, we're getting out of here. Okay, we got um, big time numbers, big big time. We almost have a hundred downloads that's in how- in Nova Scotia. Cool. That sounds like a Batman stream, man. I think it's also a fast track to our streaming order. I mean, I don't understand why you got to keep putting negative spins on everything. Or just, you know, it's just really common it's, sense spins on things. No, it's just, it's just, it's really disheartening, man. I really think you need to check. I know. Your, common you need sense to check your hurts. ego. No, you need so to check your I, ego. You need, need to check your ego. You check your sanity. My sanity is just fine. Uh, pretty sure it's not. After that fever dream you just told me about, I'm pretty sure it isn't. Well, whatever. Congratulations to Ben and Elise. Uh, 
I mean, I hope your marriage lasts. I saw them say hello. No, don't bother. Okay. Don't bother. Because if they don't have enough, they don't have enough love to send my way, then I'm just going to be like, you know what? That's cool, man. It's cool. I'm just going to be cool. I'm just going to be cool. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to sit outside the store. I'm going to post one leg up on the, the brick wall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand there in my leather jacket and just be like, yeah, you know, whatever, man. It's cool. And the jacket where? Outside of the store. Like a cool person. You know, Which like those store? cool guys. The, the store. Any, any store. Any store. Leather jacket. So, the Sunny Food Store. Yeah, leather jacket. That doesn't sound like you were cool at all. It's actually a very nice day outside. Uh, I don't know if you wear a jacket, though. Not it's, leather jacket. It's jacket weather. Out here today? Maybe faux jack, faux leather. Maybe not real leather, but like, you know, that fake plastic kind of leather that's not too heavy. Maybe. And doesn't upset PETA. <laughs> How was your week? Uh, it's okay. It's not, it's, I guess it's, we're in the middle of it, so. Well, yeah, and it's not over yet. Yeah, it's not over yet. It's, uh, it sounds like it's going to get better. It is. No, like I'm looking forward to that. It should be fun. To go to all, we're going to be in Austin and, you know, celebrating people's love and stuff. Yeah, that'll be good times, man. It should be good times. I uh I had a breakthrough, and I'm not sure if we talked about this on a podcast yet, but um the other day I was at the gym, and one of the one of the young kids he was having some girl trouble, and uh, I gave him a little advice, you know, a little OG advice, and uh, I asked him, I was like, "How old are you?" He's like, "Oh, I'm 18." I was like, "Dad, I I could literally be your father," and he's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, I could be your dad." Like, I mean, I would take it would take a couple of years, you know, it would take me years of fucking. From, from back in the day, but I could be your father. He's like, how old are you? I was like, I'm 35. He was like, what? He's like, I thought you were like 25. I was like, oh, shit. And that's when it hit me that I think the reason why that I attract younger women, like 20, like early 20, mid-20s women, is because I have 25-year-old energy, but in a 35-year-old man's body. So I have like all the strengths of a 25-year-old, but none of the weaknesses. I'm like Blade. You know, like I have my own, pl- like I don't share a house with two roommates. You know, I have a clean car. I have money somewhat. Don't tell anybody. I'm really broke. But I still have that 25-year-old energy. You know what I'm saying? Like that intangible energy. Like you, you have grown man energy. Like you have old man energy. Like I could probably show uh, a person of that lacks a certain pigment in their skin i'd be like how old is this man just show him a photo of you and you could probably range anywhere from like 32 to 42 okay but that's because you got the little dust the little salt and pepper in your beard yeah you know you got that look in your eye like and you went to pharmacy school so i know that takes some years off of you it does it does but i think that i think that might be the reason why i just have like i just skew young in my vibes so it's like they can get, get young women i think that's why they're mostly attracted to me i don't know i don't think young women want young guys though no but see, that's what I'm saying. They want the young guy energy, but they want the old guy body. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm like a ghost in a shell. You know, I have a 35-year-old shell, a 25-year-old ghost. I don't know. Think I about mean, it. This no, is, think this about a theory. it. theory. I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I'm not like I'm not like concrete on this theory yet, but yeah. it makes sense to me. It's just, I don't know. Like, because I don't think, because I think the main thing that like you women want because they don't why young women don't date younger men because of the maturity thing that's what i'm saying if you're saying you have like a 25 year old energy it's like i don't know if that it's not necessarily right. like maturity level like i'm certainly not as immature as a 25 year old but like i think just kind of like i don't know i don't know i don't know how to explain it what energy are you speaking of then like that you know that energy that like oh yeah uh, here i'm Aaron. Uh, you know that kind of like stupid energy like you know the energy like 
when certain people like walk into a party and they walk into a room, like the energy changes. I think I have that ability to change the energy. Oh, it's like well, sort of whimsy. I don't know what that word means. Okay. I don't know if I should take that as an insult. I don't think it's. I'm not. I'm, not I'm looking it up. You. I'm looking it up. I'm not trying to insult you with that. What does whimsy mean? Hang on a second. Whimsy. It's w h i m. I know how to spell it. Okay. Playfully quaint or fanciful behavior or oh, okay, yeah. I think that. I think that tracks. See. I think that tracks. I'm just trying to like insult you. I mean, I don't know anymore. Honestly, I don't. I don't oh, know so you don't you don't believe anything I say out of my mouth? I guess or, or guess I'm not at that level that. No, you're, I believe. You're not, you're no, I believe what news. you say, but I also think I I think that. You know you're smarter than me, so you can use words that I don't know. So you would say something like, "Oh yeah, you just have like a whimsy personality," and I'd be like, "Thank you," and not know that it's low key an insult. Nah, that'd be nah. I think that's a little bit too douchey. That's not that's a douchey for my style to like act like you just talk over you like that. I you're right. Fancy. You're very you're very in your face with your douchiness. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta edit that out. Great job. <laughs> great great job. Hey, so um. Did you vote? I did. Did you vote early? No. You voted on Tuesday? Tuesday? Yeah, I voted on Tuesday. And how did that go for you? I was in line for about, I was in the line for about like 45 minutes. You were in line for 45 minutes? Yeah. Where did you vote at? It was this place, it was just like um, a church in the Heights. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I was at 45 minutes, but I could have gone early, but yeah. Why didn't you? I just didn't, I, I like, didn't think about it. You didn't think about it? Didn't think about it. Even with all the advertisements being bombarded through your everything. Mike Bloomberg, the best thing about him dropping out of the race is now I can get back to listening to my podcasts in peace. And he's a, and he's a never go go on. No, you're right. I know. He's I'm a, being he, very selfish when I say that. Yeah, but no, like a, honestly, it was a, getting to the point where I was like, all right, enough. He's a he's a just a piece of work, man. So many fucking advertisements he, for Mike Bloomberg. He just fired at thirty nine, you say? Tell me more. No, thank you. I'm good. Fuck, dude. Um, so you voted. You waited 45 minutes. Um, that's that's kind of like a pain in the ass. It is. I mean, but you know, like I knew going in, I was like, eh, I waited the last minute. <laughs> so like, you plan to wait? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I, was, I literally had like I was watching like YouTube videos uh-huh. and just like had my headphones in. And I was just like, I played away. Like, I knew what I was in. So what I signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Why did you wait? I, just, I, I, I think that's generally like a lot of people that vote that day. They're just like, yeah. well, why didn't you just vote early? I mean, and that's, the thing, that's the thing, though. So it's like, and I could have voted early. And it's like, I'm not like, that's why I'm not, I'm not here saying like, oh, woe is me. I play, I went there playing to wait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I did it to myself. It's like, I wasn't, I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a cross to birth anyone but me. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, I wish, I kind of wish I was a Republican though, because their line was super, super short. Yeah. They were just like, pew, pew. Yeah, there was nothing to do <laughs> there. There was nothing for them to do. They just, just in and out. Yeah, I almost, I was like, ah, I'm not. <laughs> well, shout out to everybody that voted on Tuesday. Yeah, people that waited. People that waited. I don't know, you could have gone earlier, but just keep that same energy, that six hour wait energy in November. Because like, I don't because everyone should go out and vote in November. Like, you know, like the primaries are important too, but that I would say that 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 um the general election is is at this point it's a lot of stake. Uh, so just keep that six hour energy for when five hour energy is not enough. Not enough. We need six hour. We need energy. six hour energy. What do you think? Because they keep doing this every year or every four years, every election cycle. I guess every two years. Record setting numbers for turnout amongst group 
Whatever. Do you think we'll do you think we'll set any record setting numbers this year? God, I hope so. Who do you think is gonna be showing out? Um I mean Will it be young people? Will it be older people? Will it be the <gasps> blacks? The, the, the blacks. The blacks. Because <laughs> they keep they keep they keep talking about record setting numbers for blacks, you know, especially in South Carolina with Joe Biden coming out of there with the the big dub. Yeah. Um, um shit, I don't know, man. Uh I like I, I hope it's You wanna take any prop bets? Prop bets for what? For voter turnout. Um I would, but it's going to be sad. Like, we got to make this. We got to make this somewhat fun. What a depressing! Like, what a depressing to bet on. It's like, do you give a shit about your life? Um, <laughs> do you give a shit about your country? Right, or your, or your fellow man? Do you care about those things? Uh, over under? Eh. That's depressing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, say prop bet. Um, what about um, over under sixty percent? Uh, a spike in women voters. Um, Only reason I say that now is because Elizabeth Warren has officially dropped out of the race. Yeah, I don't think she's endorsed anyone yet, has she? No. Um, so I guess if I had to guess, whoever she does end up endorsing will get a good amount of her supporters. Yeah, a sizable chunk. Yeah, perhaps. Um, Do you think if Elizabeth Warren was Eric Warren? She'd be a front runner. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, because because yeah, like her and Bernie aren't that different. I mean, they are, but not a lot different. They're the most similar candidates, and Bernie's a front runner. She had great showouts in the uh, debate. She yeah, she was she has a great shot. In the she debates. had the most ether moments. She has um she has a pretty good track record in terms of being um. As a source of being working in politics, she hasn't been in politics for long. She started like at six years old. Um, people, she can work well on the on, a, on the other side of the aisle too. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that whole um, that whole she thought she was Indian thing. That's the only thing I can. That's the only hiccup that I have yeah. on her really, and it's like that's just kind of a stupid moment that she. I think she thought she was too, because I don't know why you would take a test if you didn't think you were right. So I think she probably she's probably like, oh fuck, I fucked this up. Yeah. And she found out just as bad when we found out how dumb it was. So yeah. it's kinda like, you know. Yeah, for that to play out in the public the way it did was pretty Yeah. So that's something I got really like like I really like hit her on. But other than that, like, yeah, I mean, probably. Probably. Do you want to make a pick for who do you think is gonna come out of this? <sighs> fuck. Uh, you got Joe Biden in the lead right now. And uh Bernie Sanders is Strong second. Strong second. Um, and then everyone like this it's just too many race at this point. Yeah. It's too many race at this point. Um probably it'll probably be Joe. Probably be Joe. It'll probably be Joe. And who does he pick for his vice? I've heard Kamala Harris, which I'm not a fan of. Uh just coming from back out like from <laughs> my God, that's Kamala Harris's music. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's she doing back here? <laughs> right. She comes out with a steel chair. Yeah. Swigging beer like stone cold. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that's the running mate, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, it could be somebody from out of, like, left field entirely. It could be. It, it could be. It could go that route, too. But I think that I think, I think think that for this. What if it's Michelle Obama? Nah, she won't do that shit. I'm, I actually don't even, I don't even want to route there like that. I don't. 
Because it's just like that would for sure get him like, yeah, serious votes. It would, but I just don't want her out there like that. Me neither. I really don't. I like I like her and Barack just kind of kicking it and yeah, I don't taking vacation. I don't want them being back in this in, in this listening to you know, listening to Toby on her playlist. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, I I rather keep her out of this shit. Honestly. Yeah. Well, what is it like? Six months from now. March, April, May, June, July, I August. I mean, the primaries will... September, we'll, October, we'll November. We'll heard about that before. Yeah, but November. I mean, like, we got eight months to the general election. Yeah, it's already it's already, it's already been a shit year. It's already been a shit year. So like, far. And it's just, like, we, we saw we saw Tom Steyer on Stay With Juvenile. We saw... Uh, we've seen... Um, what's that we've seen? We've seen a lot. Well, I mean, we, yeah, we've seen a lot already. Um, Seem Joe Biden confuse his daughter and his wife. Yeah, I think he also he, he got like a baby by the dick or something like that. What? Yeah, Google Joe Biden um picking up a baby. Joe Biden picking up a baby. Yeah, Joe Biden with a baby. Like it shows him like holding a baby. And he picks up and like by the dick. It's a weird. Way. I don't want to look at that. Yeah, he picks. It's a weird way he picked up a baby. Uh, we've seen all kinds of shit. Uh, Mike, we've seen this Mike Bloomberg, just being a disgusting husk of a person, just kind of like. Meander his way into the election and meander his way back out. Yeah. He just kind of bought his way in. <sighs> I'm really glad that he's just not going to be on my uh, podcast pages anymore. Or I'm my glad he's not going to be on my anything anymore. Like, he sucks. <laughs> he does suck. Yeah. Wait, I just saw a video of uh, Joe Biden with the baby. Hang on a second. We're going to play it right now. Hold on. Bring that man up here. Hold on. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Oh my God. How does that, how has he survived that so far? Joe Biden out here. Wow, that is, that is disturbing. That is disturbing footage. It's a wild one out here. Hey, so, um, you watched Love is Blind, did you not? I did. The people voted. They wanted to know your opinions. Overwhelmingly. A hundred percent. Landslide. For yes, on prop, love is blind. And you say, sir, what did you think? You watched the entire series? I did. I watched all of it. Did you watch the reunion show? I watched that too. What did you think? I thought it was all just really um, sappy and boring and (laughs) um, so reality yet so scripted at the same time. It was just, I guess, this, are this what dating shows are like? Is I don't what know, they man. all are like? Well, I can say it this. Sounds, it's, this. It was just, it was a drag to watch. As someone who has been in the casting process of a reality dating show, right? I can say that it is very, very, very produced. I'm Overly saying, produced. I'm saying, though. Like to it's, the point that... Producers should be credited as writers. Yeah, it's almost because I just feel like it's my my first um, criticism off the top is that this show does not need to be an hour long per episode. No, it is not. It, it, what a like just to watch a whole hour of each episode. It was such a drag for me. Yeah, because it gets really repetitive. Yeah. After the people say that they want to have sex with their significant other for the sixth time okay we get it like yeah you're horny you like fucking it's awesome cool 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 don't do it (laughs) (laughs) 
do not have sex with this person because right. you're going to regret it. It's you're going to regret it. Um, did you have a favorite couple no. or person? Um, I just couldn't because I, I couldn't buy into any of them. Not even Cameron and Lauren. Like that's everybody's favorite. I mean, they're. I mean, I don't know them as people, so it's not like I, I'm not saying I hate them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I just don't know what's real and what is it. Because I was like, I can't look at the. I can't look at the show. And say that, and say that this is who you are because there's so many things to me that feel like they're kind of like scripted, and yeah. I just can't get, I can't buy into the character. For instance, like I don't, I think that people re- forget the fact that like one part about Cameron is that when he met his that when she met Lauren's that he was like I dated a black girl before. I like that plays so much. That's so important about you being with her now. Yeah, like so you know a lot of things that you've that you're going to experience over. So you have experience in this in this aspect. So that's probably why that worked out because. You've done this before. Right. You've been here before. Yeah. Also, um, what I was going to say was, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, fuck. Yeah, no, I forgot it. Like, yeah. So I, I guess if you want to pick a couple that, I don't, I can't even say that. Cause like I said, I don't know. It just all feels so fake to me, man. Like it all just feels. Well, I think they're still together. Karen right. and, and Lauren. I think that, but I think mean, the show has been off the air for like, like what, like. I think they probably ended production maybe a few months ago, so it's not like they've been together terribly it's like, it's long. Like like, I think it's like a year and a half ago. That's what? what? Yeah, that's what they're saying on the show. Like, you can go fuck a year and a half now. Okay. Well, yeah. then, fuck me then. <laughs> right. So, yeah, they've been together for a year and a half. But even still, a year and a half, that's like chump change. Yeah. You're like, still you're still technically in a... Yeah, isn't it supposed to be like a seven-year thing or like a seventh year of marriage? You're like, you're starting to feel the the growing pains of it all? Probably. I mean, I think I think... Yeah, you're gonna have you still wait and see approach. So I'm not even saying it's gonna fail, and I'm not I'm not saying this can't work. I'm just saying that like I think that it's just a numbers thing. It's kind of like why high school sweethearts is a rare thing to get married because you grow into different people. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't you know be the same people from high school to when you're like 40. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of like it's a numbers thing. So like when you meet someone in a pod and get married to them like in three days, like I'm not saying it can't work, but your chances, your odds are just so stacked against you. Right. Because you don't know anything about anybody. So how about that one dude that was like uh like the whole objective of the show is to meet people based off of what they don't look like, right? And he was like, You sound African American. Right. <laughs> 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 Like there's a whole like there's a whole list of like wild shit that was said in those pods that I think we just need like a blooper episode on. That'd be I'd I'd enjoy that. I'd watch that. I'd I'd watch a blooper reel. Are you gonna watch season two? They got some fucking nerve to say season one. I was like, no. You're not gonna watch season two. Yeah, what if the people vote for it? I'd rather not. I wish you wouldn't. We're gonna do it. Like we'll put it we'll put it on the poll. The thing well what I I hate it how they um but I guess it's his that that guy's that Cameron not Cameron what's that, what's the dude's name I don't know the dude with the beard well, they all have beards I mean the the black guy with the beard oh Carlton Carlton yeah Carlton um I think that was presented like wrong because like they kept because like they made her, they they made the girl say like she's like a homophobe I'm like I don't think she's a homophobe but just that you can't find out that your fiance is bi like right when you get married like yeah. I think that was unfair for her yeah. Like to make to have portray her that way. I think that anyone had that same response. Their fight was hilarious, though. It was. That was a really fucking funny fight. It was. All right. Well, I guess we'll put it on the poll. We'll see if the people want to hear you watch season two of Love Is Blind. We could make this like a regular thing. Like you did Power. You did great with Power. 
and now maybe we can move on to love is blind and then after this we can do like um i don't know some kind of like uh dramatic show like uh i don't know but one thing i will another thing i'll say billions is like, or something well if you watch billions one thing i think another problem i have with the show is that um i don't think that being with someone to be that serious that you get into a pod and be blind and just to meet someone to marry like I don't think I don't think being like being with anyone should be that serious. What do you mean? Like just finding like hey like yeah like you have to resort to finding a mate so much that you have to get into a blind go go into a pod. How else are you supposed to meet people? You can meet people naturally or just not meet people. You can be fine by yourself. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You really can't. You can't. You need people. You need like social interaction. Yeah, social interaction. I'm just saying, but you you need like. To be married, though? No, you don't need to be married. That's what I'm saying. But you do need somebody. You mean people? You, you have, you have, you and if have you're people. listening to this and you don't have somebody right now and you're feeling like I'm talking to you, I am talking directly to you. Go Sorry. out there and find somebody. You lonely fuck. Wow. That's not, that's a horrible message to send to people. No, it isn't. It's terrible. No, it's, it's tough awful. Love. It's tough love. It's not tough love. It's tough love is blind. You're... Hey, so uh, speaking of love and not getting any... Spike Lee didn't get no love from James Dolan and the New York Knickerbockers. That's right. I said Knickerbockers. Hard C, hard K. Uh, Spike Lee apparently tried to get into Madison Square Garden using an entrance he says he has been using for nearly 30 years. That I guess is like an employee entrance or a handicapped entrance. And they let him in the building. And then they were like, hey, wait. Security came up to him and was like, hey, you can't, you can't come in through here. You got to go back around. Spike did not feel like he was being treated fairly, raised a big stink about it, <laughs> went on first take yeah. to talk about it. So this yeah. is, so far, first take is two for two when it comes to uh, creating new uh, Knicks uh, press releases. I don't, know if, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's first take so much as the Knicks doing this to themselves. But why is first take the outlet for... Because Stephen A. from New York. <laughs> that's, why it's, that's why it's the outlet, dude. And did you see today... He said he got a text from someone. <laughs> he said he got a text from someone in Dwayne Wade's camp, and apparently Spike was trying to court Dwayne Wade to signing with the Knicks when he when his when he was released from Miami. Wow! And was showing up at different hotels in different lobbies and just be like, "Yo, D Wade, like, come just to New York." Stalking. <laughs> Pretty much stalking him. Just on, the director stalking on behalf of the Knicks. Oh, he's an employee then. So think about that, right? Imagine it had that worked. And they were able to sign Dwayne Wade to the Knicks. I'm not saying that it would have turned out any better if he, you know, hadn't gone to Chicago and Cleveland. But that's the kind of shit that Spike was willing to do for that team. So I can understand why Spike <laughs> is a little salty. He, if he, if that's true, he was definitely an employee. Yeah, I can understand Spike being a little, being a little, little, little tight about getting uh, treated such as yeah in James Dolan's uh, house. That and like. I just assume that he's a mascot for the Knicks more so than either they having a mascot besides Spike Lee. I thought no. he was just a mascot. No, they don't have a mascot. He's a, he's a mascot. He's a recruiter. He's uh he's a face of the of the franchise. If you want to talk about it, yeah. Like, who's been at the Knicks longer than Spike Lee? Nobody. Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like Patrick Ewan doesn't even fucking show up to those games. Nope. Charles Oakley showed up to a game and got told to leave. <laughs> got thrown out forcefully. <laughs> So I mean, like, yeah, I 
I kind of side with Spike on this one. I, I, was, I was Spike from day one because I just know that the Knicks are just a trash organization that can't do anything right. They truly are a dumpster fire. They're just, they can't do anything right. Remember, like, I mean, let's even go back to the fact that you were talking about getting Kyrie and, and KD. And they went to New York, but they went to Brooklyn. <laughs> they went right down the street. God damn. Like, that's just embarrassing, dude. Oh, my God. Those fucking Nick fans were standing outside the <laughs> hospital when, when Katie was hurt with fucking signs <laughs> and their Nick's pajamas. And we're just like, can't wait to watch you play. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. They, went down the, they, didn't, they, they didn't go to any other team. They went down the street. Down the road. Just like a quick 20-minute drive. It sounds like they were driving that way. They just like made, made one turn instead of the other turn. Yeah. They were just like, all right, we're going to get Skirt. up here. Skirt. <laughs> uh, fuck the Knicks, dude. I'm so sick of them. <laughs> sick of that organization. <laughs> hey, Ed, we got a voicemail. Oh, word. You want to listen to it? Sure. Okay. Hey, guys. So, Ed, I have a question for you. How about watching the true cost and then comment on it? Hopefully, Aaron still knows what I'm talking about. I do know what she's talking about, but I did not finish watching the documentary. And I'll tell you why. Because I started watching... Um, that was blind. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> but I was also watching for a while... Um, shit. I can't remember what I was watching. It was... Uh, what's that fucking show on... Um, Oh, I know what I was watching. It was I was watching Watchmen. This was how oh, long ago yeah, she told yeah, me about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching Watchmen about it. But apparently, the true cost is about uh, fashion mm. and how like the impact that the fashion industry is having on the planet environmentally. Right, right, right. So I think it was mainly Amazon that was kind of like the culprits and all this. Actually, it might not even be just fashion. It might just be like... Just clothing. Clothing or like, yeah. you know, the whole big box industry that Amazon sort of reigns supreme over. Oh. They should really start recycling, huh? Hmm? They should start recycling a little bit, huh? Amazon? Yeah. Like an Amazon recycling program would be fantastic. You probably should do that. I don't even know like what they would do. Like you just send the boxes back in? But what do you send the box in? Uh, the box? I don't know. You just ship the box back to Amazon? Yeah. And then, what, reuse it again? Can you recycle cardboard like that? I would think so. I mean, I think you probably break it down and, like, like just like you recycle paper. I don't know how any of this works because I found out a few years ago that you can't recycle all plastic. Oh. Like, you can't, like, there's certain plastics that you can't melt down into other plastics. Yeah, I've heard that. Which is, like, the whole point of plastic, right? Like, isn't, wasn't the whole point of plastic to be, like, um, you know, not, Renew, uh, sustainable or reusable? I guess reusable. Oh, I thought that was one they made to, like choke turtles out. I think that was like a secondary reasoning. Okay. Like they were like, all right, we're gonna make a product that we can build uh, Fisher Price toys with, and then also choke out to turtles. Yeah, okay. And geese and swans and shit. All right. Yeah. But like we have to be able to use this plastic again, so that you know, once we're done with the Fisher Price stuff, we can make CDs out of it. And then choke out some turtles and some birds. Yeah, choke out some more turtles. That's cool. So yeah, I guess we got we got some homework to do. So when you get back from Austin, you gotta watch this movie. I'm gonna try to watch it yeah. at some point this weekend. And I'll find another way to choke out turtles. I think you could just do it with your hands. It's kinda of hard though. Like it's No, you could do it. All you right. just gotta get on top of it and then just wrap your hands, your massive claws around their their, their necks and just squeeze. Just squeeze lightly. Lightly. Yeah. Cool. 
Hey, so um, I was uh, what was I watching? Oh, I was watching um, some videos on production, just like music production, right? Mm-hmm. And the engineer for the Foo Fighters was being interviewed, and the interviewer asked him, "What can you tell us about the song My Hero?" And he was like, "Well, I, I know it's about Kurt Cobain." And I was like, "Whoa, wait, what? He wrote that song for Kurt Cobain? Kurt Cobain? That's crazy." And so it kind of sent me down a spiral. And it just so happened that at the same time, there was a discussion on Twitter about songs that aren't about what you think that they're about. Did you see this? I've heard about it. You heard about it? And it kind of just like went down that rabbit hole. And so I thought we could talk a little bit about songs that aren't about the things that you thought they were about. Cool. Starting with Nelly's Country Grammar. What do you think country grammar is about? Uh, I couldn't even tell you, honestly. Um, well, I'll play a little bit of it, and you can see if we can, sure. we can figure it out from yeah, there. Yeah, we'll do that. Now, obviously, that's like the clean version. So if you play the explicit version, it's, it'd be a little bit more clear. Yeah. But that hook is basically describing a, yeah, a drive-by a, shooting. A drive-by. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's easy though. But that was like a top ten hit in I mean, America. Why are you surprised <laughs> by that? No, that's definitely that's easy. That's that's easy. That's a drive-by. That's a drive-by, like, right? I'm growing down, down, baby. Your street range over street street sweeper, baby. And then you watch the video, and there's like kids playing on like yeah. bicycles, and everybody's partying and hanging out in front of their cars and stuff like that. It's like a yeah. big party, but. It's yeah, like some it's, real street shit. Yeah, it's like it's in this. That's funny. That is really funny. <laughs> um, the song uh, "Pumped Up Kicks." Oh yeah, I know by Frosted People. I think this is pretty well known. Yeah, but again, another fucking Billboard charting hit about violence. So creepy. It's super creepy. That's the damning line right there. Better run faster than my bullet. Right. And it's like, it, in, in the room of like all these cool shoes that were going on too, it's like, yeah. All the other kids in the pumped up case, like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's a um, version that was redone by this, um, this artist named Three Teeth. And he's like a really dark industrial artist. And it really gives the proper kind of vibe to a song like this. And you can really hear how the lyrics are very dark and very ominous. Yeah. And it just adds a little bit more of, Wait. Well, is, I feel like these kind of they kind of taken the 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 strategy like drug commercials use, where like they sell the tie side effects with the, like you're playing with a dog, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. You know? Side effects include uh, your skin boiling off, death, and possible damnation in the seventh circle. Right, and it's just like, but yeah, we'll relieve your headache. Yeah, look at this puppy. Look at a puppy. It's like oh, rolling in the grass. Cute, ain't a cute puppy? Yeah. Uh, the Macarena. Oh, I don't. I have no idea what this is about. So this will be interesting. So we'll play a little bit of this, and then you can try to see if you can figure out. Because I forgot that this song even had lyrics. I thought it was just dance. I yeah. I never. I never listened to the around that much. All right. So we're gonna play a little bit. Me, and if you could, I'll take you home with me. 
la alegría y cosa buena. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. ¡Eh, Macarena! Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. Que tu cuerpo pa' dar la alegría y cosa buena. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. ¡Eh, Macarena! All right. Got it. All right. So you you see what she was about with this, huh? She gets, dude, is that, is that about someone getting spit roasted? She got fucking Eiffel Towered. <laughs> she got Eiffel Towered and she's happy about it and she has a boyfriend and he has no idea about it. So I can only assume that he's in the military. All right. Wow. Another top, like, that was like the one, number one song in the country. Hey, Macarena. All right. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Do you think it's kind of reflective of what our favorite songs mean? And like, are we just are we subconsciously no. rocking with this, or is it something like? I think it's just not think, as deep. It's a, no, I don't think it's that deep. I think it's just everything is kind of like because people don't know what it means when they when you tell them. So it can be a subconscious thing because it's like you don't know what there's because we can tell people people are just surprised by. It. I think it's just that if you put anything with the like, I think it's what, what Chris Rock said: if the beat's all right, she'll dance all night. She'll dance all right. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's all it is. It's just like you hear the beat and the beat, the beat hits, and you're like, it's cool. You're cool with it. Yeah. You don't care what's being said. Uh, Monica, don't take it personal. Just one of them days. Oh, I, this, this, that's about. I, I, I think I know what that one's about. All right, we're gonna play a little bit of it. Days when I wanna be all alone, it's just one of them days when I gotta be all alone. It's just one of them days. So, on the surface, it sounds like she's just taking a mental health day. But if you dig a little deeper, and she says, just one of those things that a girl goes through. Right. Not that everybody goes through. That a girl goes that through. That a girl goes through. Yeah. Makes it very specific, which leads me to believe this song is about a woman's cycle. Which... I think it's. I think if it is, I think it's an eloquent way to go about singing about it. It's brilliant. But Monica's great though. But also, it makes me wonder because she says like, "I know I do this a lot," so maybe she's not really like fucking with the dude that hard, like when she's not on her period. Or maybe she just has like a, it's a monthly thing, so it just she does it a lot. Maybe, maybe you're right. But I mean, that's like you got three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we go to? Can we go see a movie? That's behind my house, man. I can't call that. I can't call it either, man. <laughs> So this next one is a little, this one's out of pocket. So this one's a little weird. So I'm going to play it for you. And then I'll play what some dude on Twitter happens to think that this song is about. All right. All right. This is SWV's Rain.
All right, let's hear it. What do you What do you got? What do you think? Oh shit. Yeah, that's that's what I said, and I was like, "There's no way that's what that song means." Yeah. But apparently, this guy seems to think that <laughs> these girls wrote a love ballad about being cummed on. Oh god. And I just don't know about that. Like, I don't, I don't know if I buy it. I don't. Know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's not enough. There's not enough evidence. Not enough evidence to the. You know who else? You know who else thought that too? Joe Budden thought that Ashanti's um fuck what was the name of the song um it was one of her ballads and she was just and like he was certain that it was about her catching some some loads to the face and he had her on his show when back when he was on Everyday Struggle yeah. and was like yeah that's what that song is about right and she looked at him like he was fucking nuts he was like dude it's about depression like go watch the video yeah he's like she was like i'm i'm not I'm not feeling well. She's like, I'm not feeling like myself. Right. So I don't know if I buy that. Yes, I'm saying like, there's not enough evidence to, to back that one. That one I can't, I can't, I can't co-sign. I, I, I can hear it, but I was like, nah, anymore. You can hear it if like you put yourself, if you yeah. put that thought into your head previously. But if like you're just listening to it, you just you, you hear love. You remember, you remember next though, right? They had that one that. That's coming up. Yeah. That's coming up. Yeah, that's, right. that's a good one. All right, this one is. That is a good one. This one's Bell Biv DeVoe Poison. Oh, <laughs> you. Oh, yeah. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo, situation is Let's kill it cause we're running out of time. Tell them, It's all so beautiful. Relationships they seem from the start. It's all so All right, that little that kicks up more into the hook, which we'll yeah. get to in a second. But what do you think the song is about? Um, honestly, like I always thought that was like a, he's talking about a girl that he knew that wasn't good for him. And so the consensus seems to be that not only is this girl not good for him, but this girl may have. An STD. I don't know about that. But think about it. This came out in the 90s. Yeah. STDs were a big point of concern for a lot of people, especially in the black community. But still, I, like I said, I need, I, need, I, need more, I need more to go on and say that it was like an STD. Like, because. I mean, I think I buy it. I think um, I might buy it. I think it's just toxic girl. Because, like, oh. I think he really wants to have sex with her, but he knows that he can't because she has something. I don't think and so. And it's killing. It's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. Can't get it out of my head. Yeah, it's just it, like it, it could be just a toxic girl too. Like I think that's just too old middle of the road. All right. That's all I'm saying. All right. You you, you buried the lead with uh next, but we're gonna play it right now. Not to mention that on the single version of this, bro. he says, I wonder if she can tell I'm hard right now. Bro, like, the thing is, <laughs> I know I knew what this song when it came out, though. Keep talking, like, keep talking. I know, like, I knew what this song was when it came out. Like, when I was, 
Uh, I forgot. Like, I don't know how long ago it came out. I had it might must have been like eight, seventh or eighth grade. For yeah, me. I think that I think I probably in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I think I probably like eighth grade. But even still, it's just like I was just I was just like. You're like, you're like the math meme. You're like, you're doing all like the exactly. Zach Alvin, I guess, meme, uh, math in your head. Exactly. I was just like, this is about club boners. And <laughs> hey, you know what? At seventh and eighth grade, very relatable. But Because I was getting boners in many different situations. But not, but not. Um, I wasn't I'm, thinking about it though. Yeah, I don't think it should be like a topic on a song. No. That's all I'm saying. I was just... Semisonic, Closing Time. You know this song, right? Yeah. Okay. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Right there. That could probably tell you what the song is originally, what, what it was originally written about. Take a guess. Uh, I don't know. I can't guess. I, I know I played it whenever I saw people get the fuck out of here when I saw Close That's up exactly shit. what it's supposed to be, right? That's what it's become. But apparently, the guy who wrote it said that he wrote it after his wife gave birth to their child and uh, thought it was really funny if an idea of like you just get bounced out of the womb like you do at a club or at a bar. That's great. So he says, Oh, and let, you, let you out into the world. So that's what that song is about. So play that next time you are witnessing a child being born. I'll be, I'll sure to keep that in mind. And the the uh the big one right here. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. So imagine, and this is according to John Lennon himself, is essentially a communist manifesto. Mm, I can see that. So you can go back and listen to that or read those lyrics and figure that, out though. what he meant by that. I can see that. I think um, from an idealist example, I could definitely see how you can say it made that kind of manifesto. Yeah. And then apparently, Bruise Violet by Babes in Toyland, I'll Stick Around by Foo Fighters, Professional Widow by Tori Amos, Starfuckers Incorporated by Nine Inch Nails, Holla Back Girl by Gwen Stefani, and Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana are all about Courtney Love. So there you go. Mm. Put you onto a little game. How about that? I did pretty good. I think I did pretty good on that. Yeah, no, I think you got like six out of eight or however many, yeah. whatever, 80%. Yeah, so I did all right. Hey, so uh, let's talk about this honeypot situation. <laughs> um, for anyone not familiar, uh, this lady who owns the honeypot company, she they made a commercial, a black history commercial, and essentially she said that hopefully that this will this will inspire young black girls to start their own business. And white people were in a tizzy about it. So what ended up what ended up happening? Well Dateline Black woman owned business sees sales jump after comment campaign calls target ad racist towards white people. A black-owned business was deemed racist after a Target commercial highlighted her company's goals. But all of this hate has only increased the product's sales. B. Dixon was featured in a recent Target ad. During the commercial, she talked about her feminine hygiene company, Honeypot, and the things that she hopes to inspire as a black woman entrepreneur. Quote, the reason why it's important for Honeypot to do well is so that the next black girl that comes up with, with a great idea, she can have a better opportunity. End quote. 
This means a lot to me. Despite the, the ad being out for nearly a month, a swarm of negative reviews started to hit Honeypot products on Monday. According to NBC News, most of the one-star reviews came, from, came on the customer review site Trustpilot from people accusing Honeypot and Target of discriminating against white people with the ad. Quote, boycott the Honeypot company and Target. Racist. White people hating comments. White people hating comments not going to be to tolerated, one review reads. That's how that, re that's how that sentence is structured. That's not me fucking yes. up. Uh, things got so bad that Trustpilot had to put a disclaimer on their website explaining that it can't be certain that these reviews are an accurate description of the Honeypot products. Um, so I, I learned about this through the, uh, uh, our friend, uh, uh, Trilly, Trillyuationary. Yeah. Ari from the uh, Trillyuation, Trillyuation, Trillyuation I, I always have the hardest time saying that, but, uh, yeah, she broke it down. This became a story and what say you, Ed, state your take. I think it ended in a great way. Like it's hilarious to me that like you put reviews out for, like how can your review product you don't even use? That's the other thing too, because it's not like honey pot. Because the honey pot's like the honey pot products. They're not. It's not for everybody. They're not for everybody. So how are you going to review it if you don't if you don't use it? Like I wonder what those reviews look like. Like well, they I saw a couple of them, and they most of them were just like this. This company's racist. Oh, they weren't even actual. They weren't even actual reviews. reviews. They're just no. putting one stars, and at least work harder about their like. If you're going to review something for one, make it like that, like an actual review. Yeah. Uh. Dixon told BuzzFeed News on Monday that sales have jumped nearly 50% since the backlash began. Women are also combating the wave of hate with their own trusted positive reviews. So there you go. It did. Uh, I, think, well. I think this is how it would have played out if Jesse Smothing had caught lying. Ooh. I saw him. He did a, an appearance on the uh, show the They Gotta Have Us on Netflix. Uh, they talked to him for like a half a second. But they didn't, they didn't talk about, they just talked about black actors in Hollywood. They didn't talk about the the thing yeah i think but i think it's what he wanted yeah but i guess it just didn't work out for him that way yeah well yeah it's not every not everything is going to work out the way you want it to right right rest in peace to the god james lipton i used to watch a ton of inside the actor studio back when i didn't have a job uh <laughs> and it was still on tv um did you ever watch that show i watched a couple episodes it was good right it was pretty good you know he had those uh those 10 questions yeah. I'm going to ask you those 10 questions right now. Really? Yep. Okay. What is your favorite word? Fuck. What is your least favorite word? Fuck. What turns you on? Are these the same questions? These are the same questions. They are? Yes. Um, what turns me on? Uh, a good taco. What turns you off? A bad taco. What sound or noise do you love? Um, I love the sound of my PlayStation turning on. What sound or noise do you hate? My phone ringing at 12 past midnight. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Other than, okay. Um, I 
I thought of that. Mm. This is why he was the god. I never thought of that. I don't know. Pick anything. Anything. Cop. What profession would you not like to do? Um, sanitation. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? What up? <laughs> what it do, folk? Yeah. That was a terrible impression. All right, yeah, so rest in peace, James Lipton, man. Do you have an education for the week? Um, I kind of do. Uh, like I said, I don't like to get political on this podcast, on the podcast too much, but it just, I suck to see uh, Bernie Sanders get fucked two times by, like twice by his own party. Mm. It's weird to me. In what way? I think, I feel like, uh, I feel like, um, the way that everyone's dropping out now, like I think, and how way the, the all these other Democratic uh, runners were are all of a sudden like um, endorsing Biden out of nowhere. Yeah, in fact, I feel like there's a fix in mm. to me. Uh, um, I feel like uh, I feel like I feel like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were saying things that are too anti-establishment, and I think that the people that just want that to be. The way that it is, yeah. Like I think that I think that um, I, I even go as far as that. I think there are people there. Are, I think there's some people in that party that would rather see Trump. And you think there? Do you think there's people in the Democratic Party that would rather see Trump win than Sanders? Than Bernie Sanders? Sanders, Sanders, Sanders running. I think they'd rather see that. Um, so not even him winning, but just him running. Well, just what do you mean? Like they don't even want to see Bernie run, much less win the presidency. Right. Wow, I really believe that, and I'm I'm not I'm not one I'm not like a I'm not one of people that like that are forever. I'm, st- I'm still like anyone who comes out of DNC. I'm voting for that guy. I, yeah. I still believe that. Like, there could be a jar of mayonnaise, <laughs> and I'll vote for a jar of mayonnaise. I know that because the mayonnaise can't tweet, so I at least know that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't tweet our way into a war. Yeah, yeah, mayonnaise can't tweet. So like, as long as like they get a good cannon around the mid jar of mayonnaise. I'm fine with that. Like literally, and I mean that. Who's gonna be the mayonnaise running mate? Um, jar of pickles. Uh, I was thinking maybe uh, uh Pete Buttigieg. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, like that, man, man, like Helmets and Buttigieg. Helmets and Buttigieg. That yeah. hey man, that belongs on a bumper sticker. I mean hey, let's do it. All right. But I just I think that. My issue with it is that, like, I understand if you are against. I understand if you're against socialism, but these people they're not socialists, though. Like by the by the by the um, textbook definition of socialist, like they're not socialists, right? And they're just saying things that we know are broken, and they want to fix and have a way to fix it. And it may not be easy to fix it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're saying like, okay, we want to get people we want to get medicare for all we want to get everyone healthcare because a lot of people don't have healthcare want to limit the the pay the um wealth gap because that's something that's hurting our country and they have ways to do it but we're just saying like, like it's not going to be easy to do that right and it's like just because it's like how do you want something to be fixed when you want it to be convenient too that's what i don't get the whole thing about tagging them as socialists is very indicative of how easy it is to get a catchphrase over yeah, with the just the country. Like you remember when they did that poll about whether or not you support Obamacare versus the Affordable Care Act. Right. And people were like, "I don't like Obamacare, but I 
I like the Affordable Care Act. Right. And it's like you, the name or even just like the the the, the aura surrounding yeah. something, it I, affects people's thoughts and, and more than I think we realize. And what people are saying is like the Bernie Sanders call himself socialist. But I'm like, he does that. But if you look at his policies, they have socialist influences, but it's not like we're it's not like we're saying like we're gonna be like we're gonna be a communist state. So I but my I guess my, my main issue is that like I don't like how people act talk like they care about the the um people people being uninsured or the wealth gap. Man, I talk about like they give a shit about people that don't have that much. But it's like you say this you say one thing like you care, but then you but then like your actions show that you don't. Right. So like my thing is just like Stop acting like you give a shit. If you don't give a shit, then don't give a shit. Stop acting like you do. Because, like, that's my thing. It's like, it's just very bleak to me. Because it's like, yeah, people don't really care. Like, right. it's like you care as much as, you know, you care You care enough for it to mean it convenience to you. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I've lived, you know, I've, I've taken 35 trips around this sun. And I would say, in the times that I've been able to vote, who I voted for has had minimal impact impact on me at the very least. Right. Or at the very most, I should say. Like right. it's been like I could have I could have, you know, crawled out from underneath a rock and been like, who's president? And I would still have been able to live my life the exact same way. Right. But I think because people by nature are very tribal and we attach ourselves to either people or movements or groups and you feel a sense of pride or a sense of accomplishment when your guy or your team comes out as the victor, like you almost feel like you are the winner right. in itself. Right. So it becomes less and less about who and it becomes more about the group and the color or the, you know, whatever the state, yeah. you know, and it's just like, it's, it's really lost a lot of its hubris. It's like how I guess my thing is like everyone's saying that like I, the man I'm hearing is like um you know I, I got like I, I don't I don't hate any of the people on the Democratic ticket except for maybe Mike Bloomberg which is gone now I thought he was awful but um, he was I, fired at 39 you know fuck that guy um <laughs> probably 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 like a run ad for him after this anyway like he's just good <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna drop a bag off at your front door and be like hey run this ad for me yeah. I know I'm not running anymore but I gotta keep going. I'll like I'll take his money and then cuss him out. If you know, like, oh, like, yeah, I'll definitely take the money. Yeah, like no, but fuck that guy. Like I didn't, I don't really hate any. Well, that and Tulsi Gabbard, I think she's weird too. I'm surprised that she's even still in it. She's she's a strange one. Where's um, she getting her money from? She's a strange one. But yeah, her and, drugs. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I clipped right back. <laughs> like I, yeah, I guess Mike Mike Bloomberg, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, I wasn't fans of them, but I think anyone else is. I think they'll do an okay job. I just don't like the idea that um. People say that oh that's too radical, to 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 get office. I'm like how do how do you, how does change happen? Right. How does how do you change anything if you if you always play everything safe? Yeah. I don't get that shit. Yeah. You're absolutely right, man. We'll see how it plays out, bro. But by the looks of it, it's going to be a long, long summer. Yeah. I just I don't I don't know where how you change shit if you don't I don't how do you like where does change come from? If you see something broken, like how do you fix it if you keep doing things, everything the way it's been done? I don't get that shit. It's Facts. like you want two plus two to equal six for some reason out of nowhere. Facts. Facts. But whatever. 
Well, there you go. I think the energy on a Thursday is different than the energy on a Saturday. So maybe we should start doing this more often. Just like randomly weekday pods. Because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm feeling like I could do another three, four pods right now. You know, just pod straight on for like, you know, the next six, seven hours. Could, yeah. Do some real podding. A lot of podding. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our store, our merch store, which we're going to be updating fairly soon. As soon as I can get, you know, like a couple hours just to sit down and stare at my computer. Um, you can check that out. Check out the highlight on our Instagram page or just go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash State Your Take. Check out our Spotify playlist at the State Your Take list on Spotify with State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. And uh, donate. You could donate to the show if you want to. You could throw us some monies. Um, That'd be ch- dope. Check the link in the show notes. That would be dope. we give you a big shout out. Yep. And probably send you some merch when we, when we can. We're both broke right now, so just relax. It's coming. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, you got anything else you want to say to the people out there? Um, I love most of you. Most of you. Yeah. There's some of you listening right now I don't care for, but (laughs) (laughs) most of you are pretty cool. I love most of you. And those, if I don't love you, I like you a bunch. Well, he likes you. I don't, I don't care for you. Cool. Uh, once again, congratulations to Ben and Elise. Ben and Elise for getting hitched. Thank you guys for listening and all the love in the world from us to you. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.